So as I started out, and you missed my wonderful pronunciation of Mandarin, or as Chogyam Trungpa would say, pronunciation, Kubujirdao, which is Mandarin, I believe, or I don't know, but I don't really know. Let's see, who would know? Joyce, was that correct? Yeah, okay. Joyce knows. Uh, need your doubt. No, <laughs> she doesn't know either. Or maybe she was correcting me. So this whole area of no, don't know, no, don't know, very, very powerful. If you, if it comes out of your awareness, I sometimes say I don't know. I perhaps should say I don't know a lot more often. <clears throat> but it is necessary to go into not knowing first not to panic in your ego and go into I know, not to go into I know, or I can come up with something. I can, I can't, I, I can't just say I don't know. Yes, you can. And Juzan, those of you who caught the Shuso ceremony yesterday, show you how to do that. I'm looking to see if anybody's grinning. So did I just now change your presumption, your preconception of what it means to say, I don't know? Say it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> knowing and not knowing is something that the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the narcissistic mind, the me, me, me and my stuff, my feeling, my ideas, my friends, my enemies, my story about myself. Your story about yourself creates something that is unreal unreal it's called the past unreal it's just as unreal as the future <clears throat> this doesn't mean we don't have one of course we do it's a it's a relative truth but we're not working on relative truth here my friends we're working on finding out what is ultimately true so prior to the the uh, uh shuso ceremony when uh, Jiuzan, Ask me, how should I do this? How should I do this? And I think the very, I don't know what everything I said to him, but the main thing I said to him is just be honest. Just, just tell the truth. Just tell, tell you, tell, respond to how it looks to you at that moment. And that's how sometimes when you're on this path and you're doing a very intense practice as he is, he works a 40 hour week and practices the other 30. Don't do the math. How many times do I have to tell you guys, stop doing the math on the spiritual path? On the mundane path, it might make you a million, million dollars. So an aspect that is very, very difficult to conceptualize. Very difficult. And the very difficulty in conceptualizing is the, the, the grasping quality of the mind that wants to conceptualize. It will not allow an open dimension. I don't know. I don't know. So from the point of view of this path, if you're on this path, if you're truly on this path, your whole life is a Shuso ceremony from now on. And you may not, you may not know, you may, you may have to say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what this is. When somebody asks you, why do you meditate? You can say, I don't know, because you don't. You don't know. I'm not saying you might not start out that way, saying whatever, whatever kind of uh, propaganda or uh, communication or announcements or whatever is showing up in your mind stream. But it gets more and more and more into, I don't know. It doesn't get into, I can, I know that, I know, I know what the first tenet is, I know what the second tenet is, I know what the third tenet is, I don't even know. And I wrote the damn things. Well, Chazon's help. He spells better than I do, don't you? Depends on if I'm writing in permanent ink. <laughs> if you're writing in permanent ink, then your spelling gets pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> No? 
I just watched you write in Permanent Ink recently. Seemed like your writing was pretty good. So that section, that area, that quality, that passage, that interim, that bardo, that gap between when you start sitting and you think you know why you're sitting and it slowly becomes more and more, I don't know. I don't really know if I'm asked that question and I'm honest and I'm sincere. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know. Do it anyway. Stop trying to figure everything out just because Manly Wade Wellman can do that. Just because Anastas Mikoyan can do that. Just because Vasubandhu can do that. You might want to read what Vasubandhu said rather than figure it out. You might want to study it rather than come to conclusions about it. That's why we study this Dharma. That's why I have you, if you go along with what I'm saying, have you study all these different Dharmas, these different presentations of the Dharma from the Diganakaya, Majimanakaya, and so on, all the way up to everything that looks like it might be, have some kind of a pointer quality to it, to, towards what is beyond the very words that it's describing. So why was I just weeping a little bit there? Obudradao. I don't know. I don't know why I was. It's just emotion comes out of empty, open space. And it just becomes, it's kind of a longing and kind of a sadness at the same time. But I don't know. And I no longer need to know. My encouragement for you all here is to find out who you are. Identity, mistaken identity is the main issue here. And that identity extends to, uh, from not knowing who this is, I don't know, to not knowing what that is out there, I don't know. That's the beginning of perception only, or the teaching that is being pointed at in the Yogacara tradition, as far as I can tell, but I don't know. What also happens as we practice on the path, especially with an intense practice like is the form of this monastery, which is pretty intense. If you were to look at other monasteries and find out what kind of practices they do, I'm not particularly trying to compare it a little bit, but mainly it's just that people come here, this is the form, you agree to do it. You agree to sit down and look at your insanity moment, moment after moment after moment. And what shows up around that more than likely is, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't even know why I'm doing this. It's, it's beyond the relative kind of knowing. Though if one spends a lot of time in that bardo called I don't know, which uh, Juzan was uh, in yesterday, I think he had more I don't knows than I've ever heard before in my life. Did you count them? Did anybody count the I don't knows? It could have been very important then. I have it on recording now. You have it on recording? You have the automatic, I don't know, record, uh, counter on it? Click, 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 click. Are you getting up to count them? You're getting up to close the window so the dog can't comment? That's our neighbor's dog. He's a wonderful, wonderful dog. Not neighbor. What is that dog's name? Does anybody know? Hans. Hans? <clears throat> Hans. Does Brad own Hans or does Brad's, Brad's son owns Hans? What's Brad's son's name? <laughs> <laughs> Say it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah well, would you doubt? Woman would you doubt? We don't know. So that area, as you begin to practice, and begin to look at all the things you do know. I feel this way. I feel that way. Uh, looks this way. They shouldn't have. That shouldn't be. I should. They should. I should. I don't know. Wait, wait. I don't know. No, I do know. This is this. This is this. Eventually, that starts to crack open, and we don't know. We don't know because we are wandering into a forest we've been able to avoid for the first uh, 20, 30, 40 years of our life, or whatever it may be. <clears throat> But as you do that, it becomes more of a not knowing, not knowing, not knowing. Even the things you knew two, three, four years ago or before you started practicing that you knew, you realize oh, those are those are just conclusions out of relative truth, that there's something beyond that. And if we need to respond, if we're forced to respond, if we're in a situation 
as one in, who is going through that Shuso Dharma combat. I don't know. I surrender. I give up. I don't know. No filler. Interesting thing about that is the person that was saying, I don't know, is very, very capable of responding to you in, in conceptual structures that you wouldn't even understand. And you would be the one saying, I don't know. So what, what is that bardo? What is that intermediate state? What is that passage? What is that interim between the practitioner who's starting knowing everything and then slowly goes into that area of the consciousness that is without form? And the ego goes in there and the ego mind, which is usually what's responding to any questions, says, I don't know. And the ego starts to run out of energy, runs out of authority, still there, just is a little bit more unreal than it used to be. This won't happen with everyone. It depends on how whole, how tightly you're holding on to your knowledge, but eventually that's going to have to crack apart one finger at a time. Well, there's quite a few people on there. 15,000 people are watching. No, wait, I get my numbers wrong. It's 43 people. Go ahead, Toji. Toji following. Are, are there questions for which the answer I don't know uh, should cause us to be to have some concern? Sure. If you want to give me an example of where you're coming from, what does it want to know? Because I feel there's something around the corner that you're talking about. Who was it that said what or did what? I told you about it. In book study, the question of the teacher being awakened, uh, the necessity of having an awakened teacher and, and so on uh, was raised. And uh, I didn't know how to answer that question and responded, I don't know, and uh, felt that it was the wrong response. So you did know? I don't know. <laughs> I like it. So uh, that's uh, when it gets into the area where things are starting to break down between the knowledge of relative truth and the knowledge or wisdom of ultimate truth, that area starts to just get full of cracks because it's coming apart. And so therefore, 10 people could be asked that question and they could all answer it yes or no or I don't know or all kinds of ways and everyone would be correct. When you're talking about ultimate the relative question about ultimate truth, it's, it can be any of those. It can be an I don't know. I would say the most sincere answer, answer to that probably would be I don't know. But if you know, then you should spit it out. If, I, if, I, if you ask me, do you need to have a teacher? I'm probably, probably not going to say I don't know. I'm going to say that's the way it looks to me. It looks like, it looks like you're going to need a teacher, but I don't know. Fundamentally, uh, possibly, you could awaken without being uh, uh, kicked in the ass. Maybe. Maybe. But if you're sitting in front of the teacher, it's probably where you need to be. And a, a different teacher for each person or for each group of people. I have what, I don't know, I've never counted how many students I have. Some people think of themselves as they just are interested in me or friends of mine and listen to me, but they don't think of themselves as students of mine. And I just had one tell me that recently. But they're still, from the point of view of a Sangha, they're still Sangha. If you see what this is, everything is Sangha. Raccoons are Sangha. Living beings, living beings. Turn your heart and mind towards them if you can. But first you have, a, have to find it. And the whole idea of a, of a student uh, is, shows up in different, in, in different ways to different people. The first, the first uh, uh, Sangha member you're going to meet is your teacher. And then he, she, or they introduce you to your Sangha. And that may be a group of monks, maybe four other people. It may be hundreds of people. Maybe the whole world, but even that is done in stages. You first have to meet the teacher and realize there's somebody other than important, big, important you. There's somebody else that understands this in a deeper, more profound way than you do. 
And until you see, if you don't see that, that doesn't mean it's not there. It means that you could be seeing uh, your ideas, your opinions, your judgments. I, th I think sometimes people who have been, uh, who knew me uh, 40 years ago or 50 years ago uh, might have difficulty seeing that something uh, has changed over in this area. And they're still looking at me as they did 40 years ago. Or not. Not accusing any of, anyone of anything. I have three questions, all from monks. Well, almost a monk. If you don't, if you don't stop monkeying around, you won't get to be a monk. Kiyun, go ahead. Kiyun bowing. What's the instant? I don't know. Bowing. What's the instant? What's Kiyun bowing? What's the kind of knee jerk? I don't know. Is that true? When that happens, well, it's, it's relatively that's it's true. But that whole area, excuse me. Even though it's uh, if it's a, it's a polarized thing, I know or I don't know. Even though it's, it happens that way, since the person is a practitioner, uh, we're starting to to loosen our our uh, vice grip on now on knowledge in such a way that we're beginning to things are beginning beginning to open up and one of the ways that that shows up in the mind stream in the area that is uh the fourth skanda or concepts it, it it doesn't want to do that ego ego wants to know but it can't because it's beginning to that it's beginning to be seen through or seen as transparent that one who knows is, is not as dependable so it can happen many different ways and the one who was on the path who was uh, using the the structure of the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the teacher, the teaching in the community, that way of looking at this uh, and, and practicing uh, an awareness practice as Shikantaza, uh, that area will start to come apart in a different ways for each person because each person's karma past uh, is coming through the mind stream and it's going to show up differently uh, along with the, the just the ability of a person to even think straight think clearly just logically or rationally uh, as someone who has not even heard of the dharma and they bring that into that starts to come apart in different ways for different people and to some people especially highly intelligent intellectual people uh it's going to have to go through i don't know it's going to have to go through that bardo and that's difficult. This is what the Shuso ceremony is about. And everyone's going to come to that. There's no pass or fail. You know, no, you did a really good job or you did a bad job. Oh, although that could happen. People could say that. I could say that. But fundamentally, it's different with each person. There's no this why I uh, don't promote things like just general schooling. Testing people is a terrible thing to do to young people. Everybody is moving at different speeds with a different kind of karma and to, to put a memory test on a, on a fourth grader. That's just cruel. It's just cruel. Not only that, it's cruel. It shouldn't be done. You should, you should help them to study and train them, but don't, don't put boundaries on it that, that helps some people be superior to others. Go ahead. Do we need to make any distinctions between the types of I don't knows that come up? You don't have to make distinctions. The distinctions will make themselves. If you come into a, a farmyard where there's cows and you see fences, did you build those fences or are you just were you just aware of them? Tell me. I didn't build them. That's pretty good. Sir, sure. Bowing. Can I don't know um, become another position that the ego can take? Like I know, not in this environment. It can. Not when there's uh, twenty, thirty hours a week of sitting meditation of shikantaza, which if you live here, you're go you're pretty close to that number, either the low end or the high end of it. Have you noticed? I'm not saying if you don't live here, that's probably not going to happen. That's what this structure is for. So important to 
train our mind to see clearly. And it seems to take a lot of training of getting off the, the train of karma where it's going and just watch it go by instead of getting on and going wherever it leads you. I'm not, that's, that might be look that might be considered living your life. And I consider it missing your life. You live your life when you just observe it, not when you go where it pushes you. More? When, when you teach and you give a response other than I don't know, is the I don't know still showing up? Always. Shodavang, so does it, to you, does it look like you're lying? Of course. I've said this countless times. I, I lie constantly. Once I began to see what this was, I, I kept my mouth shut for years. Go ahead. Shodavang, what, what is it when we give a response of I don't know that prefers that kind of sincerity or it seems like fear keeps us in the I don't know instead of responding with a lie. Do you, do you think uh, Juzan was responding out of fear when he said I don't know? No, not necessarily. Okay. So what are you talking about? Was there a point that you just uh, started teaching through the I don't know with different responses other than I don't know? What? What? Paraphrase yourself. So I don't know if you continue on this path and you live long enough, eventually the I don't know turns into what? What do you think? You think it turns into I know? Shokabai, earlier you said that um, 10 different people could have a different response and from the ultimate point of view, they're all correct. What makes the response of yes, no, or I don't know come out of, what makes it a deception? When you believe it. When you second the motion, yes, no, and I don't know are, are just relative statements, uh, depending on what the question is, of course, like, uh, why are you practicing Buddhism? Why do you meditate? You can, you can actually say, I don't know, because if you're beginning to meditate, you're probably losing your tail feathers as far as ego. You're, you're not able to be that, that person who is just fine navigating the relative world other than when you run, ran into a depression or when you ran into uh, some other kind of frustration. Shokabang, it seems like of the three responses of yes, no, or I don't know, that I don't know is where is the, what is the belief in I don't know? What is the belief in I don't know? There may not be any. That's a statement, but there can be all kinds of aspects of consciousness that are that is uh, can be stabilizing with a self that doesn't know, with a be an ego that does does not know. Like Johnny Carson used to say, "I did not know that." <laughs> Remember that? Probably not. <laughs> I did not know that. His was a little more pretentious. Sure, yeah. I'm just I'm not. It seems like I can say yes and see how I believe that, or I can say no and see how I believe that. Okay. But I don't understand how I can say I don't know and believe that. So you have yes, which is passion. You have no, which is aggression. You have I don't know, which is ignorance. I mean, to use those three poisons as a way of relating to those and get a clearer idea of what's actually happening there. It's not exactly what's happening, but I don't know is, is we don't know. We really don't know. But as we go along, that not knowing, not knowing, not knowing, if we run into students, like someone was asking a Juzan, how are you going to teach if you don't know? That's the only way you can teach. He could have said that. But he didn't know. 
How can you teach if you don't know? That's how you teach, if you're teaching the Dharma. The only way to do it. Because if you know, if I came in here, walked up here and offered uh, incense, knowing what I was going to say, <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. I would be terrified. I would run out of here, probably not screaming, but hiding my head in shame or even presuming to talk about something so profound as the Buddha's Dharma. So much pride. Are you seconding the motion when you do that? Or are you asking another question? Go ahead. Shokabang, when you're training people to give monk talks, and you, you might give some kind of a feedback like, well, you could have said it this way, or it might not have been so helpful to say it this way. Have I done that to you? Uh, what did I say? I, I asked about my response to one particular person, and you said something like you could have said it in a softer. Oh, not be mean? Did I say it that way? No. Oh, what did I say? I could have said it in a sweeter way. You could have said it in a softer. So I did give you some help. Yeah, I could say it was a, a question that um, one of your students who left asked when they came here to visit. And after they had left um, the Sangha, they asked you how my response was to them. Mm -hmm. And you said that it could have been softer. Okay. Not in the sense that I was speaking harshly, but something about it wasn't quite mm -hmm. relating to her where she was at. I don't recall the situation, but what was your question about that? So, uh, if ultimately any response can be correct, what's the area where we might be responding to somebody and it might be helpful or not helpful on the spiritual path? Well, that's a complicated question. Yeah. Does it look to you? Complicated? Then we agree. So, there needs to be some kind of dynamic happening between people when we talk or communicate or we do the best we can to be as clear as possible, but we're always we're always uh, carrying our garbage of our past karma with us. You can't be a human being unless you have that. That's how it looks. I don't know, but that's how it looks. And I've been looking for a while. So you can't. Uh, you can't kind of clear that up. That being said, I'm often asked after monk talks, how did I do? How did I do? I, probably 90% of the time, maybe more, I say, you did great. You did great because I know you're, this is about training you. It's not about producing a good Dharma talk. You start producing uh, what they call capital G O O D. Is that how you spell, is that how you spell God? If you start producing producing God Dharma talks, <laughs> then people will start to worship you. And then you'll know that you're on the right path. How's that? That's okay. <laughs> so what am I saying? I mean, I'm being crazy, but I'm just saying that it's, it's the dynamic of, of intention. It just intend to say the truth, to tell the truth, to say the truth as far as you can tell, and it might be have a relative dynamic that makes you maybe feel nervous about it. Uh, the teaching person comes along and, and this question comes up and then they, as I said, something, I guess what I said to you is that, well, you could have delivered that a little bit less uh, uh, um, softer. I guess that's what I said. So just some kind of feedback on it. But as far as right or wrong, it's always it's always the penalty risen. So right and wrong is just out of the out of the picture frame. It's just it's, it works uh, if you're trying to make money, get somewhere, control people, control yourself, control, control. Right and wrong are, are great. They work. And all around the place, we see things that back up right and wrong. Night and day backs up right and wrong. Day is wrong. Night is right. Why? Because night wrong. Is it called rhymes? Rhymes, right. Right night. Follow that? Why you? Why don't you ask a question about that rather than raise your hand for another question? You have another question? Um, Let's go. Shoka bowing. Sometimes you say, uh, 
when you respond to a question about awakening or about seeing the truth, you'll say, uh, you won't mind if you um, live or die, or you won't mind if you feel like shit. If we're endeavoring to teach somebody as a functioning as a teacher and it's about intention, does it matter whether or not we're deceiving ourselves? Well, it's kind of a long drawn out. Yeah, probably. If you're deceiving yourself, you. I'm not saying you might find some students, but there are students who, who, uh, who you're connected with uh, in other ways rather than what you're particular, particularly saying or teaching. We have examples of that every everywhere of people who are totally out of their mind, and that resonance, that frequency, that uh, 48 kilocycles or whatever it is with that person resonates with everyone else. So everybody's insanity on that same frequency joins in with that or cult. And there are cults everywhere. This is not a cult. How do I know? How do you know? You're not required to do anything. You don't owe me anything. But if, you, if you're in this building, if you're in this monastery, you need to observe the forms, hopefully with your body-mind. But you're even observing a form if you're laying in bed and say, I didn't get enough sleep. That's valid. That's a valid thing to say in this organization. Respect people. Not control them. Junju Valley, what was our irritation with Juzan's response of "I don't know"? I don't know. Let's ask. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Let's ask uh, Onya. You know. Well, she said. So, what? How does it look to you? That's a good. That's a good question. And, and I noticed that. And uh, did I have that? Yes. I can't teach if I'm somehow some kind of elevated person that has higher insight than everybody else. I don't know what I'm going to say until I sit down here and I talk and I talk out of what I see in front of me all the time. You could say 24 seven, but that doesn't work. There's no 24 seven. There's just this all the time. If you think there's a past and a future that has some kind of something more valid than this moment, use that other relative word that gets its meaning from uh, the two thens, the then that hasn't happened, and the then that's already happened. So the irritation is what? How does it look? It's like, come on, Jesus, cough it up. We know you know stuff. <laughs> were you, Jesus, uh, were you irritated with what you were saying? Not particularly sure. No. So, uh, was it John, John Roadhouse uh, asked me in a text uh, how you felt about it, about your talk. And I, I can't remember. I mean, you might have told me, but I, I think I told him I forgot what you said. <laughs> no disrespect. But um, uh, how did you feel? We can answer soon. I think John is going to join. I don't see. I can't tell if he's here or not because it's the other page. Go ahead. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm here. I can hear it. Thank oh, good. You. Good, thank you. So, John, did you hear him? He said, fine. <laughs> fine. Fine, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Jeez, I'm bowing. Is there a, a misunderstanding on the receiving end when we get irritated, like that person should be producing different <laughs> teaching to our standards? I think there is. But it's always just awareness that that's what's happening rather than so it's always awareness about it rather than concluding that that's something because you had that feeling so that's a good example of don't believe your thoughts consider them in other words don't 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 push them away because you're not sure if they're correct or you're not sure if they're accurate especially when they're accompanied by uh I mean, that's the, the thinking process uh, uh, is the is 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 the bird? That's the bird that's flying through your seventh, or I mean uh, fourth, uh, skanda. That's the the activity of it, and uh, and uh, the emotion is all the wind that stirs up. To use that as a metaphor, it just can be very emotional. So those those are very very convincing to the ego mind that I am somebody who because I am feeling this. And I am thinking that 
and I see the relative truth, and I know I'm concluding this and excluding that, very easy to get sucked into that. So I would say that uh, we've not done a lot of shusos. I haven't counted them, but I would say that, as I told uh, Juzan, I said, uh, you need to do another shuso, even though this was the one he wanted to be his. And it's not because this shuso was wrong. It's just this, this was uh, this is the first few minutes of his shuso. He didn't do the whole shuso. You'll get that next, next time after I tell him what to say. <laughs> after he contemplates that for a while. So those are those are good responses. Hakaran bowing. Go ahead. It seemed like um, the Sangha was trying to meet him at a point of his in in the at a point of the path in his training to be a teacher and a monk. And it it seemed to me as as I felt we were sincere in our in our expression of help, of helping, and also taking the opportunity for ourselves to be on the spot as well, and and I felt almost like it was a defensive or a, a cop out that he just readily answered "I don't know" to things that he could have elaborated on given all of his training so far. Hakaran bowing. I well, guess it wasn't a question, was it? <laughs> No, it wasn't, but I'm going to respond to it anyway. And Thank you. you. Yeah, and even though you, your assumptions, your ideas about it uh, were correct, your, under, your deep understanding, he's a student of mine. I know him pretty well. And I, anybody who's a close student, I know pretty well. So uh, someone else doing something similar might have fit into some of what you're talking about there. But not not with him. You follow me a little bit? Yes, I do. Okay. Can you also uh, give me more details on the Susho training? It's just uh, it's called Dharma combat sometimes because it can become contentious between the person who's asking the question. And then the person who was uh, who was the Shuso who was responding. Did you happen to see, uh, or did you were you there for Shoka's Shuso training? Oh, I'm not. I'm. I think so, but I'm not sure. Hakaran bowing. You probably remember it. He was a miserable failure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that would have been told you more of the way that Juzan asked the Shuso the the Shuso at the time Shoka questions would have told you more about uh, where Juzan is on is on the path than his responses in in his, in his own Shuso. His his uh, his questions were quite challenging and were uh, and as I remember you did okay. I didn't see any blood flying or anything. But they were very and they showed you the kind of uh, mental um, ability or aptitude skill or whatever that uh, that Juzan has, but he was uh, he was mainly receiving when he was in his uh, in uh, Juzan Shuso. So he he says has another Shuso coming up in a while. You, Kelly, you, oh sorry. Let me let me do uh, let me uh, respond to Junchu and then I'll go to Kelly and then I'll go to the next person that was speaking up. Go ahead. A question from Ted Smith. EQ was quoted as saying, I don't know, and my life went away. Can you comment on this? Yes, enough said. EQ was, I can't remember what century he lived in, but uh, his life goes away. I don't know. Uh, the life that went away was the conventional life that, where he thought he was somebody going somewhere. Do I know that? I, I don't know, EQ. But you're not separate from EQ. You're not separate from anybody. You're not separate from Chenrezig. You're not separate from Avalokiteshvara. You're not separate, not separate, not separate, not separate. You're not separate from this mumbling old man. You're not separate. Separated, but that's, that's there's, there's something called duration. It's not going to last. You may see that before you die and you may not. 
But one thing I can tell you for sure, you're going to die. That's not even a negative statement. It just means one doorway after another, one bardo after another. Go ahead. A question from Naveed in Iran. That's a long ways away, Naveed. You should come over here. <laughs> here, Sobazan. The other day while I was sitting in a park, I overheard a mom terrorizing her small boy because he couldn't jump well on one leg and telling him all these stupid things that when he goes to school, he would be a failure and a shame because he couldn't jump well. And I could see the joy leaving the boy and he became shameful, shameful of himself at that very moment for nothing. And I felt that he would hear those words in his head for years to come. For me, it looked like murder. I sometimes find myself in similar situations and I can't intervene unless it's absolutely necessary. But I really felt the sadness in that boy's heart. I don't think I can read yeah. that. It's hard to read. Hard to listen to. And I wanted to do something, but I didn't. That, that, that. Yes, I disagree with you. You did do. You, 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 you're there told us about it. Uh, you're not separate from that boy, uh, nor from his mom, who is operating out of fear and confusion. Have to respect people's confusion. That doesn't mean agree with it or go along with it. We have to start somewhere and let's start with the warfare itself, rather than start with some kind of idea of peace or be holy or some crap like that. Start with the confusion. Start with the confusion. As as uh, uh, has been said before, if you have a, a by um, Kabir, if you have a loaded gun in your heart, uh, how can you have God or how can you have reality? You can't have it because you're running around with a, with an AK-47 in your heart or something else. So this is a, that's not something you could, uh, Naveed, you could step into. Obviously, society, even the society here is not going to allow you to interfere between a mother and their child. But the karma that brought those two together is untraceable. That doesn't mean that lets everybody off the hook, lets her off the hook. Uh, but you don't know, just to tell you a little story. Um, three lifetimes ago, uh, he was doing the same thing to her or something abusive. How do I know that? Well, butcher down. I don't know. I don't need to know. You don't need to know the specifics of the content if you see the fundamental nature of this uh, is, is dependently risen. And we all get so much heartbreak from that. From, we get heartbreak from not seeing it. We get heartbreak from seeing it. But see it. See what this is. See that there's no solid being in this condos. There's no solid, no solid, there's an old man here, but there's no solid person. There are young people out here, but there's no solid everywhere. But there's no one solid. You're not solid. You don't, you don't, you don't have to believe your thought patterns. Ignore your thought patterns or destroy them, including your emotions. Just live your life. Uh, as is sometimes said, just let the phenomena play. Kelly. Kelly Bowing, um, Jizan's uh, response yesterday of, I don't know, stuck it's just been with me for quite a while. And I, I've been working on um, the grant proposal drafts for possibilities of doing something with youth, with uh, whether it's Karma House or whatever program in the future. And when I'm doing that, you know, they want measures and outcomes and they want you to make projections around things and so i i'm i'm trying to engage with a little bit of that ask your question how do i how do i keep that teaching of i don't know as i'm relatively trying to get something for us. Yes. 
bowing. Do both. Do both. I don't know, but this is what I'm going to do. I don't know, but this is what we're going to do. I don't know, but this is a projection. I don't know. I don't know. You can do both. You have two hands. Do both. So uh, it's the intention. Remember the intention. The intention to, to save all beings. The intention to put one, put others, including the people who are going to review what you say. They need to see this so they can release the cash because they are also tied into relative truth of having to get somewhere, having to prove something, having to document something. That's what all, all these HIPAA laws and everything else are about, about control, 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 and for people to make more money and get more power. It's uh, exasperating, but it's just karma. It's just dependent origination coming out of the incredible uh, force of, uh, of, uh, of power and demand that comes out of fear. So everyone is at the base. Everyone is fearful, and that's why they, we have these intense uh, structures and so on. But you can do that. Keep a sense of humor about it. I say, yeah, you know. I mean, you could say, oh, don't lie. Well, uh, the, the precept says don't lie, but the way you practice it, according to my Zen master, Kobajina Roshi, is you don't, you don't do it, is you just observe it. So then you, and if you observe what is happening, then you're also observing everything else that is happening. And then you know when you should move into something uh, and push on something some way, even though relatively it might be uh, show up as a lie, but relative to the situation you're seeing, no, it's what needs to be done. Things are going to look like lies as long as we're working with relative truth that people are using to control everyone. I'm not saying you have to turn into them. You're going to turn into some kind of a demon because you, uh, you've told a lie or something. You just do it with your awareness and do it with your intention. If the intention is to save all beings, to help others, to put others before yourself, and your intention is there, then you might have to lie. You might have to lie. The story I sometimes tell is just as an example, but it's a, it's a pretty good one. Somebody comes to your door, bangs on the door, you open the door, and there's a 12-year-old uh, a child, uh, a girl, boy, whatever, and saying, I need to hide, I need to hide, I need to hide. What do you do? Question them? Uh, no, you hide them, probably. Um, sure, there might be a gang behind them, and that might be a plant, and they might tear your house apart or whatever, or rob you, who knows? But you you have to look in that person's eyes and you'll know what to do. Especially if you've been looking in your own eyes, when you look at the wall, you've been looking at yourself, looking, looking, looking at the at the, the one who thinks there's somebody and the one who knows there is no separate beings. There are no separate beings anywhere. Your wisdom mind already knows this. It's about uncovering that. So you can release your true nature, your bodhicitta, relative bodhicitta, Mind of awakening, absolute bodhicitta, the, the mind of reality, which is not a separate being. So if you do that, uh, then you, you're functioning, even though it may look a deceitful, like when you say to the person who comes 10 minutes later, banging on the door, oh, I just, uh, uh, my child has run away and I'm trying to find them. And then you say, hey, I haven't seen them. You protect that, you, but you do it, that's a story. So it may, may not fit every situation, but it's just a way of saying, don't, don't obey anything. Don't obey any standards. Come out of your clarity about the situation and your intention to help others and save all beings. Then, then whatever shows up, you'll function. Even if it's to say, well, would you doubt? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's no, there's no, uh, uh, there's no, this is not a, there's no graduating class. Further, Kelly? No, thank you. Bye. There was another question I heard on uh, Zoom that I heard someone speak up. Michael Bowing. Go ahead. Is there a relationship between I don't know and the teaching of everything is changing? Well, it could be. So things are changing. You know, if things are changing, then the whole structure of whatever it is, is shifting all the time, unless it's like a four and four is make six. That doesn't seem to change. That's solid all the time. Four plus four makes six. You're going to argue with me? Come ahead. 
Well, for me, the more that I see that things are changing, that means that there's less there's less of this solidness. Yes. And and when we believe in the solid, we we tend to say, I know. Yes. And and if if that falls, that solidness falls apart, I have nothing to say, but I don't know. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Thanks, Michael. Shoto. Shoto Valley. Are we able to see if our response of I don't know is coming out of um, a position versus coming out of awareness? I feel that you can see that. Ask user. Was that coming out of awareness or a position? Say it. He has a great sense of humor, doesn't he? So yes, yes, you would. You might not. You might not have a, a kind of a conclusion coming out of my awareness, because that's 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 just a you know. It's just extra. If you're coming out of your awareness, if, if it's showing up out of what's in front of you, the very question, the questioner, your state of mind, your position at the time, which is, might be positionless. As I've said, uh, many people coming into this path, especially this kind of a rigorous awareness practice, uh, tend to come apart. But that's why we have these forms, so that you can come apart with some kind of a container called, a, what, the teacher, the teaching, and the community. So you, you have some protection for uh, your ego to slowly dismantle itself. Sure, um, it seems like the most honest answer we could give for anything is I don't know all the time. So when, how do we know when we need to step into that relative lie a little bit to meet something where it's at? No stepping, no stepping, no stepping, just, just, um, it just, but uh, you have to say something. So we say, don't set up a standard. Don't, don't say, I don't know, unless, unless someone asks you or whatever happens, that's, that's what shows up. It's the first thing that shows up. Now I realize as, as a Hakaran mentioned a little bit, I was kind of going there and, and this is true. Uh, if, um, say if, uh, Juzan were to say, be able to think about his question for three or four minutes about the question before he responded, if you were to do that, just look at the person and wait and see if something shows up. So it seemed to me because it was very quick at it, he just would show up, nothing was there, I don't know. He would ask a question, nothing was there, so he'd say, I don't know. Why do you meditate? I don't know. Well, that was the immediacy of it. So that tells me, might not tell you this, but it tells me that he just, uh, uh, well, the conventional word from the 1960s is spaced out, but the word from this situation is just no no particular reference point other than the stick he held in his hand. So no standard more. Thank you. Junchu. Junchu Valley. <clears throat> is it still genuine to say, I don't know, even if it's coming out of fear, fear of being wrong or just fear in general? Probably, but it, it, there again, there's, it's dependent on so many things. Is, is this person you, or is it someone you're, who is not a practitioner, but has no awareness practice at all? Uh, or is it someone who is practicing very uh, diligently to try to see the truth for themselves? Is that what's happening? I think I was referring more to myself. Okay, so ask your question, only paraphrase it. Is it still genuine to respond with, I don't know, that's coming from a fear of being Yeah, it is. it is. You might have an idea, but it's safer to say, I don't know. Still genuine. And why is it genuine? Because you know what you're doing. You just explained the whole thing to me. It's about the awareness. Just don't abandon where that question came from or some kind of solution to it, including the one I gave you. More? 
not from me, but from Robert and uh, Robert Switek and Kalamazoo. Can you speak more about the relationship we can have with our heart-mind? I don't know how I can speak more. I would just say, uh, sit a lot, get to know yourself. Stop fighting with yourself. And how do you do that? You watch the way you fight with yourself. You can't just stop. It's, a, it's an area. It's not like the physical room that you're in or a, a ball field or something where there's some kind of antagonism or a kitchen table where, there's some, where you can stop doing that. It's in the mind stream. You first have to identify, see, feel, hear, smell, taste, touch. The, the anger itself, deep anger against oneself sometimes and against others, or sometimes it goes back and forth depending on which one uh, allows the self-centered mind, the ego mind to feel more protected as an isolated person who's defended, who, who's going to justify themselves. So Robert, I would just say, sit a lot, sit a lot. I know it's hard if we have a job and so on, and we're family and so on. We have a 40-hour week to find even an hour, even though there's plenty of other hours left. It's difficult to do that. And one of the reasons it is, maybe the main reason it is, is it, it does, it's not productive of anything. It's not. That's why you have the situation like, I don't know. That's why it's necessary to have somebody like this person saying, Keep sitting, keep doing it. Don't give up, don't stop. Find out who you are. Don't settle for any answer that comes up. Because what will come up is not an answer. What comes up is not separate, not separate. There's no answer. There's no question, <clears throat> no questioner. But you have to see it. And if you see it, you may, you may speak about it, you may teach, you may not. Or you may, uh, you may, uh, be silent for a long time and then start to understand how you could actually convey this to others. Sometimes called unconditional confidence. One more and then I'll come to it. The question from Isaac Leon. Isaac Leon. What is a Dharma gate? Uh, the, the way I talk about a Dharma gate is you're going along and you have uh, an area that's very difficult. And instead of uh, uh, turning away from it, uh, you you just look at it. You don't necessarily go into it like warfare, but you just observe that. You can observe it on the cushion. You can observe it on your, at your kitchen table with your interaction with your parents, your your spouse, your your children, your 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 with your with your teacher. And it is it is an area of your particular mind. It might show up as a name like anger or resentment or or depression or something or some kind of anxiety. It's a dharma gate. Don't abandon the dharma gate for medication, unless you have to. If you have to, it might be so horrible that you have to get some kind of medication, some kind of mood stabilizer. I'm not against that. I would just say, I don't know. I haven't used those. The only mood stabilizer I ever used was lysergic acid acetylamide twenty five. It wasn't very stable, <laughs> but I was at a point where I'm I'm trying anything to find out what, which is what people are doing probably with ecstasy, trying to find it. I just need to have a more, more better seeing of pleasure, pain, whatever this is. Is it wrong? Yeah, go do it. Go do it. Get some help. Maybe find somebody who's done that. Maybe that'll work while you're alive, while there's a living being. Oh, no. um, sometimes you say first thought, best thought. Is that awareness, ego? So that comes from uh, Trungpa Rinpoche. His book of poems is called First Thought, Best Thought. So it's, it's just saying that when the first thought that comes up uh, doesn't have all of the, the necessarily because it's spontaneous, it comes up. So and it doesn't have a lot of uh, the various uh, connections to this and that and this and that. It's, it's uncomplicated. It's direct. And quite often it's sincere, not always, but quite often not coming out of some kind of deep fear, but even coming out of deep fear can be have the intention of being sincere. So that can, can show up as sincerity, even though the underlayment is fear based or, or even more difficult than that. Go ahead. On the buying, um, when I was asking questions, uh, I was leaving space to see what would come up. Um, 
Is that eco or awareness? What's the situation here? As you saw when I was sitting in front of Jews on wondering what next question I could ask or when I was asking questions of Jews on, um, I paused and created some space thinking, you know, wondering if there's another question that would come up. Mm -hmm. um, is that awareness or ego? No, you can see that one necessarily could shift back and forth. We just uh, a way of uh, working with it, allowing some space. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. see. Oh, we could all probably do more of that. Further question about it, though? No. Is, there, is there a final question? Right. Jason Bowing. Right, Jason. I'll come back to you. Um, is it possible to hold on to the idea that ultimately I don't know while also holding on to things that I know or at least think I know? Bowing. If I understand your question, I would I would have to respond with sure. The I don't know situation isn't something you you make yourself do. It's if you're doing a lot of meditating, then probably the I don't know thing is uh, going to come up more and more because you're starting to break through. I think I had a little while ago, I called it things that start to crack and come apart there. And so the I don't know thing, the ego mind is that no, no, you, you should be knowing this. You know, if you, you just think about it a while, I'm sure you can come up with a very erudite response to whatever's being asked. That is possible, but it also might be a good idea to just not know for a while. So when that comes up in the sitting practice of meditation or in your life, uh, you begin to soften up in that area and, and realize that you could just, you wouldn't even have to say it to somebody. You would just not particularly know what's happening. It wouldn't have to be some kind of a conventional conclusion about, I don't know, just a feeling of spaciousness at the end of some kind of inquiry from someone else or an inquiry from yourself that you would just realize you you could know it you could go back into your kind of old-fashioned way of figuring everything out and putting everything on a legal pad uh, calculating figuring calculating but instead you're going to just rest in just in the nature of mind as it has been said whatever i got here rest in the nature of alia rest in the nature of the basic uh, mind which is not particularly sleeping or ignorance but a question from Joseph in Kalamazoo. In my Spanish classes, one of the techniques I encourage is educated guessing. In order to, di to direct my students towards experimentation and stretching one's comfort zone, how can we stay in not knowing without using that as an excuse to avoid observation? Well, you kind of led me into a, a, an area where you determined everything. so. Uh, I, I don't think that's not knowing the way I'm talking about it is not a, an excuse to avoid observation. So I, I don't know how else to say it other than without to say, how can we do that without? You might have to do some of that to see the difference between them, between what that is. So you might have to do a bunch of it. Go ahead. There's one last question from YouTube from Jeremy in Portland. Yes. Can you be sure? That can you be sure that you don't know? I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it, we're talking about a concept that is very definite. I don't know. But if you look at it deeply, it's that whole area. It's a, we really don't, there's, we really don't know. The, the knowledge part of it, the relative truth is fairly crisp and available that we can find and we can test ourselves and who knows and who doesn't know. But the kind of wisdom or knowledge or uh, prajna or transcendent knowledge is another way of saying it uh, is uh, everyone already has that because it is not a relative situation it's ultimate so when just to use a, a little uh, pictorial here here here's your uh, here's your wisdom and here is your ego and your ego has all kinds of grips and clamps and everything in order so, so that it can do what it wants to do in, in this relative world from birth until death. Uh, and it has to do with passion, aggression, ignorance, grasping, rejecting, shutting down, grasping, rejecting, shutting down to create some, create some kind of illusion of somebody. 
when your actual identity is uh, wisdom. And, it, and that wisdom doesn't belong to anyone. Wisdom is, is you're not, no longer concerned about protecting anything because who you are fundamentally can't be threatened because there isn't anything else to threaten it. But you act, your identity is that. How do I know? Well, Buddha Dao. I don't know. I, I don't know it in a conventional way, but I'm completely certain of it. If you're interested, I can help you with that. If you're not, go mow the lawn. Write the great American novel, Mark. <laughs> or the great American detective story. Or do, you know, really, I don't mean that sarcastically. I'm saying, please, just do whatever you want with your life. If you come this direction, I'll help you. If you want to go another direction, you're not, you're not doing anything wrong. Nothing to correct. No, everybody shouldn't be doing this. Don't, don't convert anybody to anything. Don't teach anybody to meditation. Meditate unless they ask you. And then, uh, as I've sometimes said, make them drag it out of you. Further questions? One more. And that's done. Shokalang, <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about only don't know mind, if someone sees or realizes what that is, is the response of yes or no itself the I don't know? Yes. No. Yes, yes no. Mm -hmm. it, it is. It comes out of that kind of space. <laughs> Not having to be correct. And even, even saying something and, uh, and, and getting something wrong. I'm, I talk enough that I probably say all kinds of things wrong. Sometimes I get lineages mixed up and I think that the, this lineage is that or this teacher came before that one and actually I got them transposed and it's all relative stuff. I'm not, I'm not a scholar. I don't claim any particular, I don't claim anything really. Uh, if I can do anything at all, you give me that credential. So I don't have one. Well, I'm a monk. I guess I do have one. Very good. We can close. May here this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.